0: Happy Friday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer with Kent's Five in San Antonio. And your Spurs are back in action in preseason games against the Miami Heat. Uh, we're going to be discussing uh, the game tonight. Uh, what is it to take for the Spurs? Uh, you know, just to get things going, get things on the right foot before the regular season comes around. Also, what are some very premature, way too early Thoughts on this uh, team after just two preseason games, probably throwing some Spurs news and notes and well to help me do all of this is my good friend San Antonio Sports Star's very own Michael Jimenez. Follow him on Twitter at 210 Fantasy God. Michael, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And can I share some pain with you before we get going? A little bit of nerd pain.
1: Oh, share away. What's going on?
0: So so I don't know if you're aware of this, but New York Comic-Con is well underway, right? I i go to that every year. Okay, that's something that I love, love to do. Well, usually in the lead up, um, I don't, you know, Funko Pops, you know, those little uh, bobbleheads. They usually have uh, their yeah. releases, so they, they let them go. They say, okay, everybody, go to our website, and they're there, and have at it. Michael, I waited in line for about an hour. Well, virtual line, and everything was <laughs> sold out when I got in. I got no exclusives. I'm upset. Nothing. Nothing empty-handed. empty handed. I feel handed, the same way
1: earlier this year. I tried buying Jordans, and I'm never that guy. I'm not a shoe yeah. freak at all. But I got up and I was on the Nike website and I was refreshing, refreshing, couldn't get them. I ended up having to go uh, on to like YouTube, um, I mean, YouTube, eBay, and uh, end up having to pay double what it would normally cost. But I get it, man. I feel the pain. I've been there before,
0: nerd pain nerd pain (laughs) so the good news is is that i will make my annual trek to new york comic con um tomorrow probably if not tonight i don't know i can't hold it i don't know sometime very soon i'm gonna be making my way to the javits center in new york city to soak in all that is a nerddom and uh speaking of nerds we're gonna get off that real fast because I, i i you know you are a fantasy nerd can we say i know you're a fantasy god but is fantasy nerd acceptable Yeah, I can. uh, I'll take that name.
1: That's fine. And I I am, you know, I wear the badge of honor Uh, this year uh, has been a very difficult year when it comes to fantasy football, because, I mean, just the normal things that happen in fantasy this year aren't happening. And, you know, the good quarterbacks aren't aren't good anymore. The great running backs are all
0: hurt. It's been a very difficult season for many, many owners. And that is why you need to listen to Michael on his show, The Fantasy Gods. It's on San Antonio Sports Star every uh, Sunday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And they blended the the Sunday Sports Grill and The Fantasy Gods into one show now. So you get two for the price of one. So, again, make sure to follow Michael on Twitter at 210FantasyGod. Michael, let's get things going here. Let's talk about – let's get this out of the way with a matter of hand. That is the game tonight. You know, it's preseason game number three. They're and one I headed into tonight's contest uh, uh you know it's preseason; these games don't matter you, the, 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 what should be in focus right now is just developing chemistry and whatnot And everybody knows what's that about but when you're looking at tonight's game uh, which will be in the at&t center so have fun those that are heading out there um what do you want to see from this game uh, it, it's it's getting close to regular season do you want to see pop kind of start to establish his rotation you know, you know, what what do you want to just see from this black and silver team tonight? I think it's a little too
1: early to have a rotation because we don't know how these pieces of the puzzle fit together. Uh we've seen, you know, McDermott do okay offensively, for example, but defensively get lost at times. Uh we've seen Lonnie Walker do well in one half and and right. and not so well in the next. So I don't know what the Spurs have there as far as chemistry is concerned. It's just kind of weird because you've got you know, six or seven guys who know each other very well on the court. And then you've got these four or five pieces that are going to be really big this upcoming year that are trying to to make their way in. So really what I want to see tonight is defense, defense, defense. Can we Mm -hmm. find some sort of defensive chemistry there? Now, it was there the first game against the Jazz, uh, not so much against the Pistons but there needs to be some consistency on that because I think the offense will come because for the first time in a long time, the Spurs actually have three-point shooting. Mm -hmm. So I think defense needs to be the one thing that they focus on the most. And uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing whether certain players are going to get more minutes this time around.
0: Yeah. And again, you look, you take these preseason games, as far as the final score, uh, you know, with a grain of salt, I mean, they, look, they hold the jazz to under hundred points, 85 in preseason game number one, but you know, Rudy Gobert didn't play Joel Ingalls didn't play Mitchell hardly played in the second half. Same thing with the Pistons. It was a loss, but you know, how do you gauge the guards? Because Kate Cunningham didn't play uh, right. Killian Hayes didn't play. Um, so yeah, yeah, you just, you, you kind of take it with, with a grain of salt, but into, in tonight's game versus the heat, what I want to see, I, I, I want to see this team, well, let me rephrase that. I want to see a couple of players start knocking down the long ball. That is Kelden Johnson, Derek White, and if he does play, because he didn't play in the last game, DeJounte Murray. Uh, uh, they've been off from long range, Michael, and that is a little bit of a concern. Is it too premature for me to start biting my nails and freaking out over this, or should I just give it more time?
1: It's not premature. And I'm going to tell you why, because there's sometimes when you see somebody miss a shot, it was on target and it was a little short or kind of rattled in and out. Some of these bricks that are being thrown up there from three, from Keldon and from Lonnie are nowhere close to going in. So it wasn't and it wasn't something to the point where they just, you know, off by a hair. If you're off by two or three inches on a shot, there's something wrong with what's going on, uh, hitting the, the far end of the back of the rim and things like that. So I think you're right. But man, on the opposite side of the coin, Bryn Forbes, mm-hmm. welcome back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Uh, I've been talking to you all summer long about how I was afraid that Bryn Forbes was going to come in, take a lot of minutes. But if he's going to be shooting the way he's been shooting this this preseason, mm-hmm that he deserves to be on the court a lot more. He might actually eat away into Lonnie Walker's minutes. So that's kind of a a dynamic that I'm looking at the most. And you know, it's it's interesting seeing how Pop is is, is setting the players out there, the number of minutes that they're playing. Can we read something into any of that? Mm-hmm. Like Devin Vassell getting 20 minutes or so in a preseason game. Is it going to be around there or is he going to be closer to 12 or 9, you know, where is he going to be? Mm-hmm. I I I think that it's going to round a form obviously by this time next week, but I think the next two games should really just be about defensive chemistry, just getting to know each other and see, and see which, which, which players fit together uh, mm-hmm. as a unit. It's going to be a long, long season.
0: Yeah. And um, it's interesting to see exactly, you know, you said, you know, maybe it's a little too early for rotations to start getting set, but You know, when I look at uh, tonight's game, I'm saying, okay, fine. Well, if it's still out there, pop, and you don't know, you know, who's going to be your sixth man, who's going to be starting because he shuffled it a little bit uh, in the first two games, then why not give Primo more burn? Why not get Mm -hmm. Wieskamp more burn? Well, we'll probably talk about him in a few minutes, you know, uh, and so you know, couch your thoughts on him. Why not get Luca more run? You you know, um, why not, Michael? Why not use tonight's game? as just like a laboratory to say, okay, young bucks, before we stash you in Austin, let's throw you out there uh, on on an NBA stage.
1: Well, I think that's what Austin's for. Uh, There's so much, there's so little time before the start of the regular season, which is just a couple of weeks away. And because of that, you know, that's a very important time on the court for players like McDermott uh, for, for players like, like Aminu if he's ever gonna be on the team, Young if he's right. ever gonna be on the team to mm-hmm. to develop with the with the young core. Um so I I would say that Wieskamp and Primo, although it's been fun watching Primo play out there, mm-hmm. uh I don't think that it's necessarily important for them to be on the court right now. Uh they're gonna they're they're obviously gonna go to Austin and that's where they're gonna get their minutes and get their run. Uh I'm looking at other types of players like Luca. I mean He's getting garbage minutes in a preseason game. That is very concerning for me. Why are they not bringing him on as the sixth or seventh guy just to see what they got? And something tells me they don't like what they see. I don't know. Maybe it's just me reading into it. But if he's fighting for minutes in a preseason game, if he's getting the same number of minutes as Wieskamp in preseason, Mm -hmm. that's an issue. There's something... There's something off there. In
0: 2018, the fantasy sports expert Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won on loss based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and it required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also over whether you prefer redraft keeper or dynasty game picks has you covered sleeper crack the fantasy basketball code if you play fantasy football and if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus a daily busy work you're going to love game picks download the sleeper app and get uh, started right now and start a league with your own friends today. You will not be disappointed. Sleeper's one of a kind. Game pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. So just Google search Sleeper right now. Sign up and check it out right now. Once again, that is Sleeper. Yeah, well, I'm going to be bringing up Luca in in the second segment because I want to read to you something from last year in in an interview that it got a little of attention, but I think it deserves more attention this season. So uh, hang on tight with that. Uh, Tonight's game will feature uh, the Heat's uh, Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry. Yes, Kyle Lowry is with Miami now. Now, in their first game, Hero dropped 26 points in 26 minutes. While Lowry 15 minutes and 15 points, but he did have seven assists and four rebounds. I'm interested in that matchup. You know, let's just project, you know, for um argument's sake here, that Murray and White get some burn together because Murray, Murray set out the last game. I want to see this duo, this backcourt duo go up against a, uh the the a duo like Lowry and Hero because these guys are no longer NBA kids anymore, although we consider them young because of their age. But Murray and White have some NBA seasons under the belt now. Let's see how they go against Hero and Lowry, Michael.
1: Oh, 100% agree. Because this is a kind of a litmus test right now as far as like where they are. It's a benchmark performance that they could have there. Where are they compared to their peers? Because you would hope that a, a Hero... Uh, would be a peer of these guys, right? Um, I think defensively, they need to have some chemistry there because I, offensively, I'm okay with White and, and DeJounte being out there, even though advanced metrics may say otherwise. But defensively, it's always been interesting because individually, they are good defenders. Mm-hmm. But when they are as a backcourt together, something is is, is not there for some reason. And anything that they can do to be on the court together and work together, because it's quite apparent that that's going to be the starting one and two this year, that's very important, right? And and I don't mm-hmm. want them to play against the, the the backups and things like that. I don't care if they only play the first quarter. Get out there, kind of see what's going on with these guys, have that as a benchmark there. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, Tyler Harrow has, is, is somebody that can just go off and just light it up. And if we can see if 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 white can shut them down that'd be amazing Mm uh but this is a these are this is a very well coached team that they're going up against and that's another thing about it all with spolstra out there Mm -hmm. arguably one of the best tacticians of in-game basketball right now uh i i'm interested in this game more than the other two preseason games that we've seen thus far
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and um Look, at least in one preseason game, Miami lit it up from the three point line. They went twenty one of forty one. Michael, wow! In their yeah, they went twenty one of forty one in their one twenty five ninety nine win over the Hawks. So that leads me to the defensive uh, point you brought up. Uh, let's see how these perimeter guards uh, play against um, defending the perimeter. Where, you know, where there be a very long uh, two ball or a three shot, because. There are some times where that's been a little bit kind of concerning for me in first two preseason games. I'm still in the it's just preseason, two games in mode, but I think starting in game three preseason, you want to start seeing some sharpness setting in, some sort of uh you know more effort on the defensive end, uh less clanks on the defensive on the offensive end, Michael. And you're talking primarily from three, right? From three, yeah. Because like, remember last year, remember how many teams had their their franchise history night against the Spurs from three line. I mean, how many teams did that? You know, and at least in one preseason game for Miami, I get it. You know, 21 of 41 from deep. Uh, let's see how they defend that three line, Michael.
1: No, I agree. Uh, I mean, they did well against uh, Utah when it came to three, but as you mentioned, Angles wasn't out there. Yeah. Uh, and and he usually lights it up. Uh defensively against the Pistons. I mean, the Pistons were 12 for 34 from three. So uh I guess they're doing Okay, they did, it. they did better in the second half than they did in the first half. In the first half, uh, they were kind of getting eaten up defensively from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant was just taking it to the to the team inside, and it was opening things up from the outside. Uh, but what I'm looking at for the Spurs is, can the Spurs turn it up from, from three-point land? You know, it's just one of those things where you take a look at uh, Lonnie Walker going out there and just, you know— like I said, first half he did very well, but for the game was one for eight from three, and and Derek White was 0 for five, and you really can't have that type of performance out there and, and actually expect to win, uh, but you take a look at Bryn Forbes and Devin Vassell, they seem to be shooting very well right now, I think Vassell is starting to earn himself some additional minutes, um, so but if they can all get together and, and, and improve slightly incrementally, I guess you can say, in their three-point shooting, it's going to be a better year for the team. But, man, uh, I just keep going back, and I'm amazed at how well Bryn Forbes is playing. He, he seems to be like a more confident player uh, compared to the one that he was here in uh, the first time around. He's a champion. He's, right. he's going to get that ring, you know. Uh, but he seems to be a lot more sure of himself. And I was afraid that we were going to get 2019 Bryn Forbes, but 2021 Bryn Forbes seems to be um, a, a very solid veteran player out there. He seems very confident.
0: You know, um, for Miami, they have uh, the usual threat in the middle. That is Bam out of Bayou. Uh, Pirtle has been playing okay, I guess, decent. You know, he's still Pirtle, you know, playing good defense. You know, had a couple blocks, some outstanding blocks in that uh, recent game against the Pistons you know, showed a little bit of aggression on the offensive end. Popovich has been hammering this for quite a while. I think since the end of last season and now during the preseason that he wants to see Pertle be aggressive on the offensive end. And that's something I want to see tonight. I, I want to see Pertle make more strides on the offensive end, get aggressive, at least for one play, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, and, uh, against Utah, he showed a willingness to take a little bit of a mitty. I didn't really see that much of it against Detroit, but I need to see more of that, Michael. It, well, Pirtle
1: against Detroit had that one play where he kind of did this, this like driving bank shot from about seven mm-hmm. or eight feet away, and that was something that I had not seen from him before. Uh, normally, Pirtle is kind of a tip it back in, dunk it back in type of player, uh, but he he stretched the floor out about 12 feet on that one play, and, and I remember watching it, thinking to myself, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it went in. <laughs> And uh, it was uh, a little bit unusual, but but seeing the big guys out there trying to develop more of an offensive game uh, has been interesting. Drew Eubanks uh, has been yeah. shooting the ball well in the preseason, and and he's been talking all summer long, showing us on Instagram, showing us on Twitter that he is focusing more on his outside shooting. That's another player uh, that would be um, uh, that would be fascinating to watch his development uh when it comes to that outside game but Pertle we do need to have more from him yes it, it is a uh it's he's a good defensive player yes he protects the rim he's a decent rebounder a lot of what he does doesn't show up on the on the stat line but you really can't have a player out there in this game where offensively you're going against the other team 4 on 5 mm-hmm. yeah. and sometimes Pertle does that and uh, so it's it's one of those things where um, this is a developmental stage that a lot of these players are doing. And I think this is the first time that I've seen in a long time where they're being vocal about what they're doing to their game. Drew Eubanks. In trying to improve the outside the the uh an outside mm-hmm. game mid-range game you're seeing you're seeing Pirtle trying to do a little bit more off the dribble I, can, I I'm saying that kind of tongue in cheek off the dribble he's mm-hmm. not going to dribble the ball more than twice you know <laughs> uh, in, in a move but you know uh, Lonnie Walker with his three-point shooting you know Brim Forbes trying to improve defensively they're all trying to do something a little bit better and different but it's going to take time for them to actually achieve their goals and whatever they're trying to accomplish
0: Celebrate the freedom of choice with Bilt Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Bilt Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Bilt Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's built.com, 15% off once again at built.com. It's that time of year again and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. line is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. line your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. Absolutely. He is Michael Jimenez with San Antonio Sports Star. Follow him on Twitter at 210 Fantasy God right now. Uh, just a couple more thoughts before we transition to, I think, the main event of this episode is a uh, few guys we got to call out or maybe give praise to through two games. But again, it just, you know, the, the win and loss doesn't matter, Michael. The Spurs can blow out uh, Miami tonight and it would not even matter. I just want to see them continually progress, see Keldon and 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 Lonnie and and uh, Derek knock down the three shot. I think that's uh, that's hurting their development right now. I and, and, you know, you you want to see Premio continue to get better. We know he's gonna be stashed in the G League, but I want him to see him take advantage of NBA minutes before that reality hits him. All in all, you know, what about you? Your final thoughts on tonight's game?
1: My, uh, my final thoughts are: I, the one player that I really want to focus the most on is Lonnie Walker. I mean, he's that member of the young core where we don't know exactly what we have, and he's been with the team for so long. We see flashes that athleticism, that dunk that he had, where his you know whole head was above the rim, and it's 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 exciting to watch. But then you turn back around and you see him throwing a brick after brick from three. <laughs> um, I want to see his development go a little bit better because there's no more excuses for him. DeRozan is no longer there to take his minutes. He's no longer yeah. battling DeRozan for minutes. He's battling Bryn Forbes for minutes. So that's the development. Is is he actually going to be a key piece to this team? Because although a lot of Spurs fans out there love certain players, you know, they say, oh, we want our young core. That doesn't necessarily mean that all the young pieces are going to actually fit together when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. And for, for me right now, it's very hurtful because I look at Lonnie Walker and I think to myself, "Man, this is some God, a player that should be thriving in the NBA. He has the determination, he has the athleticism, he 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 seems to be a very good young man, and I want to see him succeed in this league. But it might not necessarily be here in San Antonio, mm-hmm. but I want it to be here. And he's one of my favorites on this team." So, I keep looking at him. Can he actually buckle down and find some consistency out there? and it starts in preseason. It starts against Miami. Yes, these games don't count. You know, but the fact of the matter is, is that this is where the confidence gets built in. This is the where the rapport gets built in. And I like looking at players like McDermott because I think he's going to be a key piece of this team, mm. Not a member of the original young core at all, but it's just one of those things where, I mean, that guy is going to be on the court 20 to 28 minutes a game. You know, book it. He, he right. is going to be out there. And I really enjoyed uh, that one play where uh, Derek White threw the ball cross court, you know, 30 feet in his direction, and he just caught it and just shot it. You know, just, you know, all in one motion, just boom, and knocked down to that three. That's something that's been missing for this team for quite some time. But, man, I, I'm just looking at rotations. I'm looking at Lonnie. I'm looking at McDermott. Those are the people that I want to see. I think Derek and and and, and uh, Dejounte are going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They're going to figure it out. They they have consistency with themselves. They they've played together. They just need to kind of be a little bit more more consistent on the court. But they have the consistency mm-hmm. of knowing each other. But right. man, uh, there's so much to see out here, and it's going to be a long, long, long season. But it's been exciting so far, man. I'm I'm, I'm excited right. to see these got these yeah. guys get going. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer when it comes to this season. I mean, we should be excited about this. We've asked for this for so long. We've wanted the young core to be out there. Pop is playing them. But, man, uh, I I mean, if Devin Vassell is better than some of these young guys, he should be playing. I want the best players to play, not the ones who have the most tenure.
0: You know, you're 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 talking about some of the individual players, so let's get into that now. Let's get some takeaways after a couple of games under their belt, at least in the preseason, um, and before they take on Miami tonight, which will be at the AT&T Center. So, if you're heading out there, it's a 7:30 p.m. Central Standard Time start. Enjoy it if you're going out there. Let me let, let me get things going here, and I, I think we can talk about the big elephant in the room, and you already talked about him. That's Lucas Omelich. Um, You hit it in the head, you know, when Primo gets on the court before him. When Wieskamp gets on the court before him. When Aminu gets burned. When Thad gets burned. Yeah. And then Luca comes in in garbage time of a preseason game where maybe he's better suited coming off the bench or maybe in a starting role. Screw it. It's just a preseason game. It doesn't matter. Give him the minutes. But Pop has not done that at least through two games. Is there concern? Are you concerned?
1: I'm big time concerned. Um, One of the things that I'm doing on Twitter right now is uh, I'm bringing up somebody's name on the Spurs roster and asking the question, how confident are you with them this year? Are you very confident, somewhat confident, a little worried, very concerned. And when it comes to Luca, I am very concerned. Um, This is, we're getting close to uh, pronouncing him uh, a bust. A B, word. and yeah, there's still time. I mean, he's on life support when it comes to life to support. Spur really? Stands. Wow. Yeah, wow. I, I think so. And the and the weird thing is, is that I was talking to somebody earlier today who's you know who goes to Spurs.
0: And do you want to pull the plug already? Are you still being? Are you okay not pulling the plug on him? Uh, no, but I hear somebody in the background screaming,
1: "Clear!" And you know, yeah, so the so the attorney so
0: in, in your mind, the attorneys are in the room. They're getting the you know the estate planning ready, everything. <laughs> huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're using the defibrillator at this point, but <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things where I hear people who are you know at Spurs camp or Spurs practices, and they go, "Man, he does so well in practice. He he, he seems to have so much talent." But for some reason, uh, it does, just doesn't materialize when he's in, in in an NBA game. We've seen him play well in Austin, and he seems to do well against that competition. But for some reason, it's just – there's just something that doesn't click when he's stepping on a court on an NBA court. And I don't see how he's going to develop any – type of confidence if he's only going out there getting a five minute burn in um in in garbage time so why is he being re- relegated to that I don't understand that is, is it is it is it because of the fact that they don't believe in him is it I mean what is the reason behind it they have to know that that has to hurt his confidence and they have to know that that stunts his development Maybe just maybe the Spurs look at their roster. Maybe Pop looks at the roster, and Brian Wright looks at this roster, and they look at it and go, "He's the thirteenth or fourteenth guy on this team."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And when you see Primo going out there and in his first preseason game, knocking down bucket after bucket after bucket, and having absolutely no issues, I know it was a preseason game. I get that, but he seemed to be at home. On the court, and Luca never really seems that way. He always seems like he's reacting as a as opposed to just being proactive and 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 playing his own game. He seems to be very reactionary, and it's just really um, it's really sad to see. And yeah. um, you know, not not all draft picks hold up. I mean, we we I think Spurs fans have gotten accustomed to, hey man, you know, Derek White has done well and. Dejounte and 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 Lonnie and has done okay and from time to time, and you know obviously in the past Tim Tony and Manu and all that stuff, but along the way we've also had some busts. Mm-hmm. We have, yeah. even during Tim Duncan's era, we've had some busts, and Luca just seems to be a bust in slow motion. It's it's <laughs> one of those things where we saw everyone else we, like we knew the other ones were going to be busts or they were never going to come to San Antonio and play. They were going to be stashed and never come our way. But when it came to Luca, we've all been we've been sitting there just waiting. And I'm not ready to declare him a full on bust yet. But we're about two months away, man. We're yeah. the, the clock and, is ticking. And,
0: and and the thing about it is the Spurs, they got to trim down the roster. You know, we all talk about how Lonnie's in a contract year. Luca's in a contract year as well. You know, he has a player option on that uh, table. So, uh, you know, he definitely has a lot to prove if the Spurs want to keep him aboard. Uh, for me, though, as you're right, you know, we've seen Bussy, your your colleague at ESPN. I'm sorry, at San Antonio Sports Star, um, brought up a good name. Remember Beno Udrich? Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl, your your colleague, Carl Shoney, said like, hey, you know, Spurs been down this road before. Beno Udrich, you know, maybe just a uh, change of scenery is good for Luca. But it was just not in San Antonio, you know. It works in Austin, and I can see it to a degree because, whoo, you know, he's the guy. He's the one that gets the ball all the time. He gets the touches. He's everything. San in San Antonio, he's just another role player. It's, it's it could be something like that. But I mentioned earlier about uh, an interview I had with him last year, and I went back and I said, you know, I want to read that again. And uh, it was during the Austin Spurs G League season, uh, the bubble season, that is. And I I was shocked, you know, when I started talking with him, you know, having a one-on-one with him. And he just opened up. I want to read this to you. This is from my interview I did with him last year. Uh, Quote, everything is mental, Samanich said. From last year to this year, that's the thing that's changed is that I matured a little bit and I understand what it takes. This is my second year and I didn't fight for my chance. I was doing something wrong, end quote. Now Again, that was last year. When I read that, Michael, I read between the lines. I'm thinking, you know what? It's just not physical. It's it's just a confidence and a mental thing.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, take a look at his body. When he when he he was very scrawny when he first got drafted by the Spurs, and now he's bulked up. I mean, he's he, he is, his shoulders have broadened. He is uh, physically what you want. I mean, guy who's six eleven. Who can shoot, who, ha- who can handle the ball. He has certain skill sets that you would want at that height, at that position. But I, I truly do believe that this is all mental. And I agree with him on that. He, um, he's in a, in a, in a game where. You know, you hear the phrase all the time, Mamba mentality and and things like that, where you right. be, be the alpha in some respect. You don't have to be a vocal alpha. You can be an alpha like Tim Duncan was, right? You could be a leader in different ways. Uh, but he reacts to everything. And it's just one of those things where it's sad to see because talent isn't all that you need to be a star or be a good role player in the NBA. You need to have that mental toughness and without it i mean you're just you're just taking up space you're just taking up someone's job and it's it's sad to see with luca because like i said we we've seen flashes from time to time but man i if i had to trust somebody right now right now knock down a jumper or or take it to the hole i would trust primo who should be a freshman in college right now i would trust him 10 out of 10 times over Luca and Luca has been through the system with Austin in Austin has been on the bench has had experiences with the team. It's very sad to see it's, it's borderline depressing, but at least the right. Spurs got Keldon in that draft.
0: If it wasn't for Keldon. That would have been a monumental disaster uh, draft. One of the ones that goes down in the books as one of the worst for the Spurs uh but yeah he's kind of so far emerging as the big storyline right now in these first two preseason games again michael you want to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt still still you know like it's just two preseason games maybe tonight you know pop says all right luca you're starting and guess what you're getting 30 40 minutes. you know all you're playing all game and mm-hmm. then you know we hit we we can see it so but at least through two preseason games just put make that very clear it's looking kind of iffy for Luca, um, again, keep in mind the Spurs got to do some cuts, and Luca is in a contract year. Uh, well, what are the other thing things? Thing is- oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Oh, I was gonna say the weird thing is, is that even though he's playing junk minutes, mm-hmm. he's actually shooting the ball well in those junk minutes. I mean, he is five for eight shooting in preseason right now. He has mm-hmm. knocked down a three point shot, so I mean, he's shooting 62.5% in preseason right now. Yeah, it's junk time, but he's making the most of junk time while he's there. So it's kind of strange because in 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 certain respects, you know, we want him to 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 flash more. Uh but the fact of the matter is is that he may actually be deserving of a few more minutes. I don't want to see him out there with 25 30 minutes, but I'd like to see him out there with at least 12. 12 yeah, to 15 cool. I'd be happy with. Yeah. Just to see what we got.
0: Just to see what you got, yeah. Maybe finally give him a large amount of NBA sample time, uh, to see what he has. And and even then, even if let's just say per, just pretend like tonight Pop gives him 30 minutes of burn, you still have to give him the benefit of the doubt of okay, now give him a few more games of that, and then we can see, you know. So right. you know, it just feels like he's just so behind the curve right now. Uh, As far as his development that uh, something's got to give one other storyline that's popping up and you mentioned it earlier is Lonnie Walker. You know, he had a good, good first half in that uh, game against the Pistons uh, starting role. And then he cooled off in the second half. Are you concerned about that consistently being inconsistent thing again, popping its head again?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just been his, his storyline for the past few years is that there's no consistency. Now, I have given him the benefit of the doubt for so long because his minutes were inconsistent. You know, we'd see him out there for 26 minutes one game and then like 14 the next. And DeMar DeRozan was taking up a lot of his shots, a lot of his playing time, and it wasn't there. And it's funny because you take a look at how did he do without DeRozan out there? I will tell you how he did. He had three of his best games and he had three of his worst games when he was out there. He had like a 24 and a... 26 point outing uh, last year when DeRozan was out, but then he also had a three or four point outing when DeRozan was out. So, it's just kind of hard to see what's what's going on in his world. Uh, consistency is a, is is a, is a big thing. Um, the good thing is that defensively, I don't have really major issues with him defensively. I think he's smart with the ball. Uh, he's a decent passer. Um, you know, he's he seems to be a good teammate. People tend to like him. Uh, But it's just one of those things where it's just knocking down shots. And and sometimes he feels it and sometimes he doesn't. And he's starting to remind me a lot of Bryn Forbes, Mm. 2018 and 2019 Bryn Forbes. There's a lot of similarities there uh, when it comes to consistency. I mean, Lonnie Walker is more athletic, yes, and a a little bit better of a defensive player. But on the offensive side of the ball, there seems to be a similarity between those two types of players, uh, but I'm I'm worried. Uh, I, I'm worried about Lonnie. I really am, and and it's it's upsetting because I have high hopes for for him, and and I thought it was a great pick mm-hmm. when he got drafted. But there's certain players that I have really that I'm very nervous about. The ones I'm I'm most nervous about are Lonnie Walker. I'm nervous about Luca. Obviously, that's you know, we we know that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm worried about Derek White. He, he gets hurt a lot, and that's just something that the past two seasons has been an issue. Is is this something where his body break down a little bit? Mm-hmm. And so there's so much going on in the preseason that we can that that as you mentioned when we first started out, uh, are we going to re- uh, overreact to some of these things? I don't think that it's an. I think it's an overreaction to the win or loss. That doesn't matter. But internally, what's going on in the game is what matters, as far as minutes being played and and the strategies that are out there, the defensive chemistry. That's what's important right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what else is standing to uh, standing out for you uh, through two games? So what are some early early thoughts about this squad that you that they're starting to strike a nerve with you? Striking a nerve with me? Yeah.
1: Um, I would like to see a little bit more of Jock Landale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I want to I, know I think he's getting a good
0: burn. I think he's getting pretty good yeah, burn. I mean, he's he not had seven
1: minutes against the Pistons. I mean, he's doing fine out yeah. there, but you know, seven minutes. I'd like to see him uh, a little bit more out there. Uh, see if he can, if, if he could, cause what, what, what are you really going to show in seven minutes? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would much rather the Spurs go out there, play nine guys and play the nine guys 15 to 25 minutes as opposed to spreading it out to everyone's getting 10 to 15. I, I'm not a really big fan of that. Uh, that's that's my, I guess, my main gripe right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I I guess my main gripe, or one of my big gripes right now, is what are we going to do with Devin Vassell? Because Oh, my God. I
0: think that's he's been looking pretty good, though. At least being yeah. very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been liking yeah. what I'm seeing.
1: Yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing here. And I'm there going, okay, is he really going to be the third guy off the bench? Because shouldn't he be the sixth man? Shouldn't he at least be the seventh man? And, um, I mean, his development's there. I mean, I'm I'm looking at ceilings. Who has the highest of the ceilings out there? Uh, We don't know what Devin Vassal's ceiling is. It it Mm. might be higher than than what we first thought.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, – I—I would well, not think I know. I know I'm liking what I'm seeing. Very aggressive on the offensive end. When he said that he's going to be aggressive on the offensive end, he is being aggressive, you know, taking it to the rim, looking for his shot, you know, getting involved in the offensive sets. I really, really like that. Defensively, I think he'll be fine. But so far in the two preseason games, wow, uh, you know, he's really, really looking like hes he wants to make a big leap in his development. It's just year two for him. It's just year two. Let's and talk about getting- Josh
1: – yeah, a lot of rebounds. Vassell yeah. is crashing the boards very nicely. Seven rebounds one game, eight the other. I mean, if the baskets are going in and he's getting that high of a clip of rebounds, how do you get him off the court?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 making an argument either to be a six man or uh, maybe find himself kind of coming in and out of that starting unit. Let's talk about Josh Primo. Cannot ignore what he's been doing in his NBA career. I had a chance to talk to Thad Young after the game against the Pistons, and um, Thad told me that he sees a lot of poise from uh, the youngster, that he doesn't rush things, that he doesn't try to make things happen when things are not going to happen. So, um, And by the way, if you want to read that article I had with Thad Young, go to kens5.com slash Spurs right now. Um, yeah, that had a lot of glowing things to say, about it. and I get it. That's his teammate, at least for now, Michael, you know, he's not going to bag on his, uh, his guy, but do you agree with that about what you're seeing out of Primo?
1: Yeah. I mean, these are, that's a veteran player who's seen a lot of players come and go. So when you get compliments from, uh, somebody like that, it means something. It absolutely means something. And I, I, I like that young out there. I mean, he he's he's a player that I want to see on the roster. I want to see him on this team. Uh I'm not really interested in a 25th pick or a 30th pick for him. But man, uh, any compliment that Primo is getting right now, because he's getting more compliments, not just from him, mm-hmm. but he's gotten compliments from Vassell. He's gotten compliments from Lonnie Walker. Um People are seeing that, and now I, I kind of feel like I'm going to have to write i a, a uh, I'm so sorry letter to Brian Wright at some point.
0: <laughs> I think we're who, who close you believe to doesn't that. exist. You, you still he's a hologram. Me. He's a hologram. You still text me. He, listen up, here. Michael still texts me asking me if, if, if Wright is a hologram. I'm saying he's not a hologram. Michael. Dude. But Michael no believes it. Michael believes would, it. No one...
1: No one would recognize him if he was at Taco Cabana right now or if he was at Chick-fil-A. No one would recognize him. It's so weird to have the GM of our only major franchise in San Antonio and no one could identify him. He is
0: hologram. Michael. He, he is Michael Jimenez who believes we're living in a hologram world. Um, and we're up against the clock here. So make sure to follow him on uh, Twitter at 210 Fantasy Listen in to uh, the Sunday Sports Grill slash the Fantasy Gods, I know you're busy. I know you're busy with that. Uh, NFL season is full season. By the way, I went to my first New York NFL game recently. I went to go see the Jets-Titans. Had mm-hmm. fun. Very disappointed, though, in the uh, stadium food. Very. Oh, really? I saw yes, that, but that's for was, a story for another day, though.
1: I was at the Saints game last weekend against the Giants. Disappointed that my Saints lost. But the food there, amazing. It's all Cajun yeah. and Creole. It's amazing. When,
0: when the fried clams was the best tasting thing i had at met life stadium that should tell you exactly what the uh experience is like and it's not gourmet fried clams how about somebody just (laughs) doing a fryer and then took it out um But yeah, make sure to follow him and uh, give him a follow two ten fantasy. Guys, subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be back next week. And thanks for making Locked On Spurs your first listen today. Uh, We definitely appreciate it. And for your second listen, go check out, well, we're talking about the heat. So go check out Locked On Heat and see what they think about tonight's Spurs uh, heat game out at the AT&T Center. So for Michael, who believes we're in a hologram world because of Michael Wright. And, you know, you know, Michael, I do have video of him. Does that count? <laughs> it does. Does not that count. count in your book? CGI. It it's count. all CGI. Oh, my God. He was real. I chatted with him, Michael. I still can't believe you, I get those <laughs> random texts from you. It's CGI, Jeff. It's CGI. Uh, so for Michael CGI he Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.